Welcome back, folks. It's Mick Cullen here from Redcliffe Marketing Labs. And look, I'm really lucky today to talk to Nicole Allen from Morton Bay HR Solutions. So, Nicole, thanks very much for coming along. Thank you very much for inviting me. So we're a bit off track today. We're not so much marketing, but we're going to focus on uh, sort of HR issues which are really relevant to small business owners because this can be something to, you know, to grow your business, whereas marketing, you, know, you need extra staff. And if you're dealing with all those issues, then you're not concentrating on other parts of your business. So hopefully today, Nicole, we can go through some of the big issues that folks have when a small business owner with their HR uh, and some you know some considerations they need to look at and maybe some tips they can take. So um, we were chatting beforehand, we spoke about one of the first issues folks hit is when they're growing the business from that, that very first employee and bringing on and, and building their business that way. So can we go through some of the, the pitfalls and the problems you've seen people have when they, they put on that first employer. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what I find is that with um, when, when they're recruiting for the first employee, they don't have a very clear idea exactly what that person um, needs to do. So the skill sets that need to be involved in that. Um, but they also recruit very fast. Um, so they don't think about where they're wanting to head with their business and what sort of uh, culture or what sort of behaviours and attitudes that they would like to see from this person to grow their, their team because this is the first initial person and the culture of that company will actually be based on this first employee. So being sure of exactly what this role entails, being very, very clear as part of that recruitment process exactly what that is um, and that helps people to to ascertain whether that that skill set is correct, um, and where and what the attitudes and behaviours are, um, what you need to look at is behaviours and attitudes will be the strength of your business, and the customer service will fall from that as well. So if you get a bad egg that may have all the skill sets in the world, um, but not the right attitude, won't be very great for your customers. So really look at attitudes and behaviours of exactly what you're trying to perceive to your customers. Um, employment contracts is another area that um, I find that uh, small businesses may not go down the lengths of doing and I think it's absolutely crucial to cover off in both the employee and the employer of their responsibilities as part of that employment contract that you go together. It doesn't need to be an extensive contract but it does need to does need to include a number of key factors to ensure that the contract is legal and that everything is covered off. Is there templates from the government that you can basically fill those in or how do you come up with an initial uh, sort of employment contract? Um, there is there is some templates that you can get from Fair Work Australia, absolutely. But what I find is that they're very, very generic um, and they're not particular to the business. Um, but it also, um, there is areas that are deficient in, in um, some clauses that may not be included that really need to be included. And if you're not aware of what the legal rights are of the employee and their employer, you, you may find that there is some clauses that are not included that need to be absolutely essential in, the, in an employment contract. Okay. And you talked about the job description before. I'm guessing that a lot of people, when they come to that hiring that first person, they need the person in their business like now or yesterday. Yeah. And so it's a matter of getting a job advert out there as quick as they can and try and get people in where what I'm hearing is you could probably spend just a, a day or two up front uh, thinking about that beforehand. Yeah. You're going to make the whole process a lot easier. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And, and, and that's what I'm saying with the recruiting is that recruit slow. I know that you're needing to, to get that person on as, as soon as possible, but you don't want to recruit the wrong person with the wrong skill set. So taking that time to really reflect on exactly what those skill sets are and, and as part of that interview process, portraying what those skill sets are. So yes, okay, their resume match up with their skill sets. Um, but making sure that, that that person is aware of exactly what their duties are. And that's what I find is that sometimes, sometimes people start on the first day and they go, Oh, well, I didn't realize I needed to do that. Whereby as part of that, that interview process and, and that process before you start the interview as part of the recruitment is that you get a really good set of skill sets, whether that develops into a, a position description and you become as formal as that, or you just have some dot points of skill set so you know exactly what that looks like and you can portray so that both parties know exactly what it is because you don't want to be wasting time having to go back again of, of recruiting again if the, you've selected somebody that may have their skill sets and they may think that they've you know that they can fit it and you haven't been very particular about what that looks like and the first day they they leave and we've heard that very very recently somebody's left on their first day because it wasn't portrayed in their interview process wow. okay so you're specific, you want to be as specific as you can yeah for somebody sitting there with a blank page trying to work out what their uh, skill set uh, requirements are can you list off like one or two example bullet points of what someone would have on their on their page? Um, well, even just the the processes of exactly what you're wanting that person to do. So it might be, for instance, a delivery driver. So they need to they need to have really good customer service. They need to pick up from from one destination to the next destination. They need to handle money. So it's just thinking about all of those basic skills, but also what does that look like from a behaviour and attitude. So you know, you can, as I said, you can have all the skill sets there, but it, you also need to look at the behaviour and attitude. So you're wanting great customer service, you're wanting the attention to detail, you're wanting time management skills because they're going to be needing to drive from here to here. You don't want them to go from A to C to D and then back to B. It's not really time effective. So having a really good think about what that looks like and being really particular about that because we ha- we are flooded with a lot of workers at the moment. So, you know, being really particular about what that looks like and being very honest up front about how that role is and how simple some of those jobs can be. Okay, so we've got our job description worked out. We've had a look at employment contracts uh, before we start. What's the next step then? Is it advertising uh, for the position or...? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So advertising, so being really particular about what what you're needing and wanting, um, being being open, especially if you've got a very good reputation, being being open and transparent with with who you are, the sorts of clients that you deal with, so that you can actually attract the right types of people. There's some fantastic people that with fantastic companies that have great reputations, and you need to sell that sell that for them. Um, a lot of uh, employers think that you know that the employee as coming into into their company needs to sell themselves to to the employer but it's actually actually up to the employer also to sell why they should be joining their company um, it's both both of them are in a sales role in selling each of their wares to them and so where, where do you go like what are the main channels for, for finding employees or doing job searches 
It really depends on the budget. Um, if you have got a very flush budget, which most um, small businesses don't have a ma- massive amount, Seek is always a very, very good good area if you're wanting, if you're going more into the technical aspect. So it's Seek.com? Seek.com, yeah. That, that's really fantastic. They, it, it is, it, and it does come at a cost. That's for more of the technical roles. If you're looking at more of the basic roles, for instance, the delivery driver, you may want to go along the lines of Gumtree. There's also some other other uh, areas on Facebook that you can advertise. And uh, for instance, I've just done a delivery driver for one of my clients, and we received fifty resumes for for that role through Gumtree um, and a number of these employment uh, employment. Facebook pages. So, and some really, really great candidates. And especially if it's local, um, you know, you really tar- target that. And that saved a significant money for the employee, employer in having to pay the fees of SEEK. Okay, so you've got resumes coming in now. Um, quick tips for how to sort of screen resumes and work out who you're actually going to interview because I guess we'd love to interview everyone, but you've got a business to run, you just can't spare that amount of time to interview everyone necessarily depending on how you come in. So, how do we go from a pile of resumes to a pile of interview candidates? Absolutely. You come back to that skill set again. So that whether you call it a position description or whether you call it skill sets, you come back to those those essential tasks that you're needing to do and you have a look to and, and you have a look through the resumes of exactly that skill set. So it's the it's the whole criteria. Do they fit the criteria? And and you look at say four to five criterias. They, you tick each, if they tick each criteria, that you put them into the maybe category. If they don't tick all of that criteria, then you put them into the no category. So it's going back to that skill set of exactly what you're looking for. Generally, recruiters, and this includes business owners as well, will find that they will have up to 15 seconds to have a look at each resume, depending on how many resumes you get through. So being being very concise about what you're looking for and sticking with that skill set is extremely important. All right, so we've got our candidate list. Do you just invite them in for a coffee and just have a general chat with them? Or, you know, what's the proper way to go about doing interviews? Uh, generally, what I do suggest is a telephone interview. Um, and that's where you can then you may have a dozen a dozen people there that fit all the criteria and you're wanting to whittle that down a little bit more. So you can can conduct a telephone interview where you ask them more particular questions about their resume, fill in the blanks because there may be some gaps in their in the dates of their employment. Have a have a bit of a feel for exactly how they portray themselves on the on the phone, and ask them some of the questions that you may wish to ask them as part of that interview face to face process. Would you have a run sheet? So you're doing each phone interview the same? Absolutely, yeah. So I would be going through the criteria, making sure that they do fit that criteria and how they fit that criteria and what dates they fit that, um, and asking those particular questions um, as you do as part of that interview process. You have those particular questions that you run through and to make sure that they do fit. Uh, and then you shortlist from there. So you you normally, if there's for one role, you would normally look at three or four. Okay. When they come in, um, whether we you know, continue over the phone or Skype or they come in, in the office, you've talked about having a list of questions to ask them. How do you come up with that list and what are bad questions to ask and, and what are good questions? 
Excellent, excellent question. Um, we what 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 you really need to look at is is coming back to that skill set again, but also you need to look at behavioural interviewing. So what I'm talking about with behavioural interviewing is finding out more about that person and how they react to different various situations. So you've got the skill sets, okay? Yep, they can drive a car, they can um, they can talk to customers, etc. Um, but then asking them questions about situations. So, for instance, things like, tell me about a time, one particular time where you've had to demonstrate time management or tell me about a time where your customer service was was exceptional and and what, what you're actually looking for is the star process. So you're looking at the situation, the task, um, and finding out exactly what the response from that was as well. So what was the outcome for that? Um, so that gives you a good, clearer understanding about how that person will react to various situations, in particular when it comes around to stress or timeframes or very, very tight timeframes. What sort of personality do they have? Are they are they a flight or fight Will they, um, are they passive, which is what you're looking for, or are they confident, or what type of person is that? And that's reflecting back to what I've sp- spoken to about before, where that you need to have a really good understanding about what your business is looking for the future. So how do you want your business to be perceived? Because that's what your employee will be. So are you looking for a passive person? Are you looking for a confident person? You know, what sort of person so that you can then go, yep, as part of the behavioural interviews, they would actually fit very, very well with myself and also with my business and my customers. Well, Nicole, so, <clears throat> excuse me, um, on the interviewing side or on the first employee side, is there any sort of gaps we've left out there that um, people should know about? Um, having having some understanding about um, um, the code of conduct, so coming back to some some basic HR policies and procedures um, so that the the employee is actually aware of, for instance, one of the most important ones is the code of conduct policy. So they know what their behaviours are to be, you know what your behaviours are are to be, and everybody has a very good understanding of what that is and a signature to say that because it's all very rosy when you're first employing somebody, but it may come come a time that you may say, well, really... That conduct is not acceptable in our business and to our clients, etc. And that we need to maybe discipline or terminate based on this. So having some basic standard HR policies and procedure manual in the business is crucial too. You come up in conversations with business owners, especially when you're looking at unions and you, you know hear the news about workplace agreements and things like that. There's this fear that it's impossible to actually fire someone. Or once you've brought them on, or it's incredibly hard, and that's then puts people off actually bringing employees on because they go, "Oh no, is this, this commitment is going to be super stressful?" Things like that. So, can you dispel that sort of myth? Yeah, absolutely. And and my my strategy is always uh, hire slowly, fire quickly. So when it comes around to discipline and termination, where it has an impact on the business and it may have an impact on the employees, there is some very significant processes, clear, concise processes that you do need to go down the lines to ensure that there is procedural fairness in in the whole process of this. 
Um, and if it, and if it does get to the commission side that you have shown procedural fairness at, at all times with allowing employees to have a right of response, etc. So there is, you know, it, it can be it can be a fairly messy emotional situation. Um, however, if you do have a very good HR person that is able to hold your hand and walk you through that process and educate and, and provide the tools so that it, if it does happen again, that you've got some of those tools in place, um, it's worth the waiting goal because the fees, if you don't actually process and if, if you just miss out one little step of this process, it can get you into a lot of hot water. So, it, it can get messy depending on the situation, um, and but you know, like perfectly doable. Like absolutely, like, yeah. absolutely, perfectly doable. And in fact, what I see is that employees are over cautious, which is fantastic. Um, but they're not thinking about well. They, they are thinking about their business, but they're not act, actioning that business straight away. And even if it's a matter of a phone call to say. This is what I want to do. Um, am I entitled to be able to do that? Um, and, and to have that peace of mind and that clear head that yes, I have done everything in my power to give that person procedural fairness, to give them the right of response to whatever the allegations are. But it, it is, it, it is. And it, it's, it's great that employee, employers are cautious about it because it can cost them a bit of money. But it's nothing to be scared of from a, from hiring pe- people to worry about that end situation because it really doesn't it really doesn't occur a massive amount of times if you uh, communicate and and effectively manage those employees throughout that employment period. All right, because obviously terminating someone is a, you know for all of us would hopefully be a last resort. You know, want it to be performance management things like that beforehand. Because, you know, by the time you do the, the whole hiring process, disruption to the workplace, like a lot of other costs there and just a dollar cost in, in, in handling it. What's the best way then, before we get to that point of no return where it's talking about termination and dismissal, uh, what can businesses owners be doing, um, you know, day to day, week to week mm. to try and, you know, uh, talk about performance with their staff and, and get better performance? Communication is absolutely the key for, for the whole process from the start to the finish. Um, if you're communicating to your employees, you're essentially 80% of the way there. Um, and I'm not talking about formal communication necessarily. I'm talking about informal. So giving people regular feedback informally uh, on a regular regular basis. So it might be a weekly basis saying, okay, you know, you're doing really well. Um, can you please, you know, c- consider this area or please work on this area or giving them some feedback so that they can actually realize that one they might be doing a fantastic job which is fantastic for for their uh, emotions and the way that they their production of of the business but two that they can then um change their behaviors if if it's not satisfactory to what you're you're liking would you document that absolutely absolutely if you're needing to give some feedback um as part of that process you should be documenting everything that you do as you know in in if you're needing to to get them to where they need to be at that they're not necessarily at that and and documenting it doesn't need to be a massively formal process either that can be just simply writing in your diary 
or it might be making a note on the on the on a word document and and filing that to say that that on such and such a date this is what I spoke to such and such a person Joe Blogs about and um, this is this is his response. Now that's on an informal basis, and I do I do say that that needs to be. It's good to have that a regular communication, an open forum communication, because you're wanting them to change or or to get to the standard of what you're expecting, and and it's their right also to know how you're feeling, and and for from a um, morale point of view, you want them to do their best and and to provide that service to their employees too. Um, yeah. Nicole, we've covered a bit of area there. So we've talked about first employees, we've talked about um, the recruitment process and actually interviewing people and then dismissal pass and sort of performance behaviour and how we can actually encourage and sort of communicate with our, our folks. Just for the business owners listening now, what's three quick sort of easy wins or actions they can take this week that's just going to put them in a better position HR-wise um, for the next couple of months. Yeah. I think, first of all, look at their, your employment contracts. Um, they are legal documents, so you need to make sure that you're covering yourself as well as the employee. Um, so even a, even a basic employment contract is worth the wait in goal. So have a review of your employment contract and make sure that it does cover off on everything that you need to and you're happy with exactly what that looks like. Um, the second thing is, is look at um, your job descriptions. So, you know, know exactly what that looks like from all of the different positions that you've got in the company and that will help you set yourself up for the next time that you're needing to get a person on urgently. You've got that skill set, you know exactly what the type of person that, that will fit into the business. So making sure that that's clear and concise. Um, the other thing is the uh, communication channels. So, and how are you communicating with your employees? Um, do you have regular formal performance appraisals? Do you catch up on a regular basis? Do you do one-on-ones with, with your employees and give them positive and negative feedback on how they're performing and what your expectations are? Um, and But also their successes. So are you meeting up on a regular basis with your team or with your company and giving them the the how the how the company is progressing the the wins so maybe you've won some contracts um, providing them with that stability so that they know that they don't need to look anywhere else because this company will continue so providing all that information to them um, having a look at their poli- at, at your policies and procedures and making sure that um, they are clear and concise that all of the employees are aware of that and they have actually signed off on these policies and procedures so that they know that what their code of conduct is, um, what their, you know, that there may be no smoking at work, there might be um, vehicle vehicle use policy, that they are aware of what their requirements are and they have read, understood and signed it. Nicole, you're neck deep in this day in, day out, all these different areas. Uh, if people listening, they've got a particular question they want to ask or if they want to dive deeper into one of these issues in their business, what's the best way they can get uh, contact or get some more information? Yeah, I'd love to I'd love to speak to anybody that needs some, some assistance or even if, if they've got a quick question that they would like to ask me. So Morton Bay HR Solutions, you can find us on the website underneath that particular name. But also you can contact me directly on 0459 220 Cool. Thanks for sharing us today and coming in. Thank so you. really appreciate that. There's heaps of different areas there 
sort of if you don't know what you're looking for, yeah. uh, you can't you know look for more information. Absolutely, sort of and there's nothing better than helping um, small businesses getting through that tangle of of concerns when it's just a very simple process that we just need to um, to tweak. So thank you very much for inviting me. Fantastic. Okay, we'll catch up with you soon. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers.